This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I wanted to talk about something that's very, very critical, I guess, the uh, idea of fake news and misinformation. Uh, proliferating in the digital age has become somewhat of a concern. And uh, as a consequence, the Canadian Journalism Foundation has launched a campaign called Doubt It with a question mark to try to alert Canadians and arm them to uh, being able to flush out fake news, misinformation, develop the chops to uh, be able to recognize it and deal with it. To that end, uh, let's find out more about this. Natalie Turvey is the exec director of the Canadian Journalism Foundation, and she's joined the Oakley Show this afternoon. Natalie, good afternoon. Hi, Don. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on board. So uh, tell me about the premise of this uh, and exactly how people might be, you know, informed and fortified against misinformation and fake news. The Canadian Journalism Foundation launched a campaign to give Canadians the tools and skills to combat misinformation. And we're calling on something that everyone already has with our Doubt It campaign. John, it's something you use every day to question information that doesn't pass the smell test or doesn't seem right. And that's your inner skeptic. So we're calling on Canadians, if they doubt something, if it feels off, to pause a moment before sharing it. And if you doubt it, then check it and challenge it. Yeah, but how do you go about that? It sounds like it could be arduous, uh, right, to, uh, and maybe ambitious to be able to check anything and everything. So all you need, John, is an internet connection and a matter of minutes to check some of these claims, especially with photos. Uh, We like to say memeing isn't believing. So with a simple reverse image search, Canadians can check those images and look at their veracity, looking at sources that have covered them or whether this is an information that is blatantly fake news. All right. Well, I remember back in the day oftentimes referring to Snopes and see if, you know, this... uh actually did meet the sniff test, as you say. But here's the thing that I'm kind of curious about. I mean, how did we get to this point? Who or what's eroded the public trust in information? Well, there's a lot to do with our information ecosystems. They are complex with information coming to our eyes and ears 24-7. And in that landscape, uh, we see information pollution. So we're coming across not only fact-based journalism, but a lot of misinformation put out by bad actors. And I guess it does uh, bear repeating again, there is a distinction between news and opinion, and uh, sometimes distinguishing between the two is becoming increasingly difficult, would you concede? Yes, so we want to empower Canadians to become their own editors when they encounter information online. You don't need to be a journalist to fight fake news and to fact-check information. Well... The other thing I'm curious about is a lot of these things that are uh, communicated uh, either under the guise of news or opinion or sort of a hybrid of the two. uh, How do we account for the human element in presenting the news? And the reason I say that is, I mean, it can be persuasive just by the fact of where it's placed, for example, in a newspaper, uh, you know, and the credibility factor in that regard. I mean, do Canadians have the chops to uh, really sort of you know, uh, unpack all of those things that might influence how they feel about a story? 
small habits and small changes, news consumption habits, you can see Canadians become more vigilant about reading opinion, about reading advertising, about looking for biases or information that might be put out by parties with an agenda. So in developing these small habits and having those in your back pocket, Canadians can steer themselves towards fact-based journalism over fake news. And we've seen some disturbing statistics, John, that 90% of Canadians admit to falling for fake news. And what's worse, fake news stories spread about six times faster than the truth, and they're a lot harder to correct in, in the public perception, never in hearts and minds when they're already out on the Internet. Yeah, you also go on to say that more than half of the respondents, 53%, have come across stories recently where they believe facts were twisted to push an agenda. So what does that say? The credibility of news outlets has been undermined. But again, it goes back to Canadians being vigilant about the information we're reading. Um, We saw a rare example of uh, misinformation recently that targeted Conservative leader Andrew Scheer uh, falsely reporting that he hired an actor to play a cancer survivor in an ad campaign. And those kinds of pieces of misinformation provoke a reaction from people. So it's so important that people pause when they're seeing that kind of information or when they're working through fact versus opinion. Uh, in the information they come across online. You know, it was ironic, uh, Natalie, that earlier, uh, I guess you held your discussion uh, earlier today uh, over a a luncheon, and uh, it was at the headquarters of Google Toronto. Well, you know, last week, for example, I had somebody on who was suggesting he has done an in-depth, granular study of how Google may be manipulating information just by how they seed through their algorithms the search uh, that you might call up with a respective leader, let's say, of a political party. Some may be more slanted in a positive uh, way towards one as opposed to the other. And this is called ephemera because he happened to capture it, like 98,000 screen grabs. Uh, And, and, you know, it led me to wonder that, you know, even who was watching the watchers or uh, how do we maintain that there is credibility even to the point where the news is being disseminated? Well, John, there's no single solution, and if we're truly committed to fighting fake news and misinformation, then we'll be more successful with Google involved. They take the role and responsibility very seriously when it comes to combating misinformation, and together with the CJF um, and media outlets and others, they're showing a commitment to helping people to become more news literate so they don't fall for fake news. All right, tell me quickly, though, about the campaign, because I know it involves a certain modicum of humor. I've heard the ads being placed and on, on this station. I've laughed at them because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're somewhat over the top. I, I think uh, it's pretty blatant that this is fake news, <laughs> but the point is made. Uh, tell me how you go about that. So we're using humor and attractive graphics across all of our resources, and knowing people's attention spans online, we want to grab them from the get-go in a matter of 15, 30, or 90 seconds to impart a skill that, again, Canadians can put in their back pocket when they're reading news and information. So humor is a key part of it, and also using recognizable faces and personalities in the campaign. We have uh, Global News' very own Supriya Devetti uh, in uh, one of our PSA
essays. We've also uh, have, have folks like Peter Mansbridge, uh, and it's very cross-generational. So we're working with groups like ASAP Science. They're YouTube stars that have 9 million subscribers worldwide, uh, along with the comedy duo, Canadian comedy duo, The Beaverton. So really trying to engage with these recognizable faces to encourage people to take that moment to pause before they share something that might be misinformation. So you're telling me the Beaverton then is comedy and that's not really a legitimate news source? Wow, uh, I've been fooled all this while. (laughs) (laughs) I need help from the Canadian Journalism Foundation. (laughs) Obviously, I must pay closer attention to your campaign. (laughs) Good enough. Uh, Listen, I appreciate you bringing it to our attention, Natalie. It's an important issue and certainly uh, the credibility of journalism rests on a successful campaign. So thanks for sharing some time with us. Thanks so much, John. It's been a pleasure. You got it. Natalie Turvey, the Exact Director of the Canadian Journalism Foundation. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.